Internet Brand Strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel to telecommuting from home to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here today with Maria Romano and we're talking about something super cool, super interesting and it really opened my eyes and rocked my world not only from an entrepreneurial standpoint but from a service standpoint and Maria is not just a wedding officiant, she's not just an end of life officiant, she's not just a baptismal officiant, she is an all-in-one and I'd never really heard the term before family officiant but I love it because you are a trusted member of so many families you know my good friend Joyce you married her daughter like you know what are the odds of these things and when you have somebody like Maria who has made a living officiating and I'm like that's so cool there's like different things you can officiate i didn't know that i just thought if you took a course to become a wedding officiant which you offer that you just officiate weddings but you're really talking about officiating multiple family events let's talk about that boy there's a lot of layers there (laughs) i love it let's unpack it and you know you're so right you know most people we think of wedding officiants and we solely you know most wedding people do they become, they get involved in this profession and they focus on performing weddings. However, there are other avenues that you can branch out into, which is what I'm doing with the course I've developed. So I, I think you're right. There's you people have a need for many different things. You know, let's we were talking about COVID right before the show. So there are people that have held off having their children baptized or themselves. Well. You know, I do baptismals, I perform baptismals, and I perform them in the comfort of your home. And that's something that you can be that you can definitely find out about and be taught and do that do that as well. So I think it's important to understand there are so many different layers when it comes to this industry. And then you can take it further. There's the end of life celebrations. Mm-hmm. And that's something, unfortunately, you know, as we have births every day, we unfortunately have people leaving us. And how, you know, sending them off and giving them their end of life celebration is so important. It's so important for closure for the family and dignity for that person that was in your life that was there for you. Well, and absolutely. And, you know, COVID is really changing everything. You know, I I have a client who owns a house in Malibu where they normally do like, you know, 500 weddings in a year, you know, sometimes they have three weddings in that same venue on that same day. And with everything shut down and things being restricted and blah, 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 we've all heard that. The idea of having backyard weddings has just boomed out here. I don't know if you're seeing that out there, but with the main facilities closed and you can't even do a funeral at the mortuary for up to what, 30 people they're allowing? I mean, there's all these crazy restrictions. So there's a greater need than ever for like a mobile officiant. The officiant can come marry you where you choose or give you the the um, end of life celebration where you choose. Cause it's not, 
it's not the traditional you can't really in many places of the country go to a church go to a mortuary go to a wedding chapel you know you just can't do that in lots of the country and we're fortunate here we do have restrictions we're still wearing masks indoors and we're not restricted as far as size but yes when you're indoors you are still restricted people still feel uncomfortable even if they are protected with the mask mm -hmm. and it's interesting you say that because I was talking to somebody in the funeral business and she said to me, she goes, well, I said, I'll even go to their home. She goes, are you kidding? That is huge. I said, yes. Some people don't necessarily want to have like an end of life celebration at the funeral place, or they rather have it outside, but it depends upon the weather. I mean, right. if you're in sunny California, that's great. Vegas, most of the time it is, but there could be times where, you know, where, Hey, it does rain. Hey, Maria, I'm just going to jump in here for a second, because as we talk about creating a side hustle on Coach Talk Radio for being a wedding officiant, a family officiant, which can do funerals, they can do baptisms, they can do renewal of vows, they can do commitment ceremonies. There's so many things you can do. You can come and do blessings on anniversaries. Like It's a really cool side hustle. And as we're talking about really cool things, I want to talk to you about our sponsor today, because our sponsor today is Best Fiends. And if you haven't checked it out, you are totally missing out because I've been playing Best Veins forever. It's like at least three years now. They've been a sponsor on my show for two years and I love them. And they are the the, the go-to. They are the first thing that I pick up when I just want to break. I want to break from my dad. I want to break from my kids. I want to break from my work, from my company, like just from life. I can drop into this magical little world. And you know, February is the month of love. And you know who deserves some love? You do. I do. We do. Yeah. We are so busy all the time and we can use a little love. And this self-love comes in the form of Best Fiends. And it's my favorite favorite way to treat my brain to a much needed recharge. It's like a mental spa day, but you can enjoy it wherever you go. It's always in your pocket because you know your phone's always with you. Put it on your phone, put it on your iPad. You'll be so glad you did. Put it on your smartphone. And you know what? Best Fiends is like a box of chocolates. And yeah, okay, I know that's been said before, but I'm saying it right now because Best Fiends never disappoints. And I am a way over level 300, so that gives you an idea of how much I play it. And Best Fiends is this mobile puzzle game that anyone can download and play. And whether you got a few minutes or a few hours, Best Fiends is the perfect puzzle game for you. And right now, I'm going to open it up on the air because they always have the cutest, most fun things for the holidays. And right now, you know, we're we're Valentine's Day. So you open it up and you see the Best Fiends in a box of chocolate. Like, how cool is that? They have so many fun little things to do. And right now, I'm in bees hanger and you get to see these new exclusive styles there's 30 new levels every weekend i mean you guys this is so much fun and with thousands of levels best fiends has all the me time you need and it is valentine's day so just get on there check it out and there is this portal to a new season coming and you see this like new season you're ready to hop in it is so much fun you guys you'll be so glad you did the graphics are pretty the season like activities they have are so much fun 
you get to win these keys and you get gold bars and you get these little meteor mites. I mean, it is just so much fun. It's never boring, never dull. If you're ready to give your brain some TLC, give yourself this Valentine's gift. It's a gift that keeps on giving and download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Now we're talking about creating a side hustle for your business being an efficient, an efficient efficient for weddings, efficient for uh, baptisms, all sorts of good stuff. Because when you can speak, when you can hold a group, which most people in business can, you can create this nice little business for you on the side. And we're always going to have births. We're always going to have deaths. We're always going to have things where somebody needs an efficient. And that's why we're talking to Maria Romano today. And we we're talking about different, different venues, different things we can do. So a lot of people are opting to have events, life events, whether it's end of life, whether it's, you know, a wedding or a, a baptismal in their home, in a backyard, in an open air space. Right. And I, that's great. And people do feel more comfortable. Um, even, you know, and I think that's wonderful that you're able to, again, to still go forward and not put it off because, you know, it's, it, people have put off getting married and now they're scrambling because they want the right venue. And maybe that right venue is in your backyard. Right. You know, have a wedding. I understand that most women, and especially women, we do. We have this vision, right? We want this beautiful wedding ceremony and walking down the aisle. But you know what? We're, we're if you want to be a little non-traditional, you can have a beautiful rose petal aisle in your backyard. Renting a home in Malibu. Yep. I mean, that's the way to go. Is rent, find a place, an Airbnb. Right, that you can have an you can have an event at because you have to double check that you're able to do that. Sure. Bring in your staff that you feel comfortable with and have a wedding ceremony. The same could occur for a baptismal or an end of life celebration if you don't feel comfortable. Because some people are very intimidated. Think about it when you walk into a funeral home; it's like a church, right? And you're going, "I got to be quiet. I have to be reserved," mm -hmm. and you. And when you walk into an experience of an end of life celebration, it is a celebration. It's a celebration of that person's life and how they touched you. Right. And, and not everybody wants the sad, you know, quiet thing. There's a lot of, especially my younger friends, you know, and we did have a friend pass away and she's like, I want a party. I want music. I want life. I don't want one of those. And I think that's what it does is it gives you, we're starting to get permission and freedom to do things differently. Now, I remember when I was really little and when my mom was young um, and her mother died, they had the viewing in the house. You know, they had the casket, the body in the house and people came in and out of the house. Like, I don't think we're getting to that point, but I will say when my mom died, we had the urn and people came to visit. You know, we didn't do a lot of the traditional things. You just couldn't. And so I think what you're talking about is a whole business opportunity. And we're talking today for, you know, Coach Talk Radio about being an entrepreneur and being an efficient for family events family businesses so you've got weddings you've got funerals you've got commitment ceremonies you know you've got renewal of vows i mean these are all things that people do and you know when my my nephews had their bris the rabbi came right to the house and the the moil did the thing on the kitchen table like you know it's not that unreasonable 
to have events in your home and somebody needs to be mobile. Right. And usually it's the, it's the team of people that you employ, that you hire to do that. And you're right. I think it's the, going from that traditional to the non-traditional. And the non-traditional is going to eventually be the traditional way of doing things, where you bring it, you're opening up an event in a different type of venue mm-hmm. instead of what we call the norm, you know, whatever the norm was, because we we have a new normal, we're living a new way of life. And we, we might be dealing with this particular pandemic in many, many ways for a long time, where, you know, we are might be limited. And for all we know, and this is, it's a great way of pivoting. And it's pivoting, since, you know, we're talking to coaches, you know, looking for multiple streams of income. I I love being behind my desk. I love research. Okay. But also what I love about the business that I'm in and I enjoy is I get up and go too. So I get to go to different venues and I get to go to people's homes. You were talking about celebrations of life with your mom. You had the urn. I did a celebration of life for a gentleman and uh, they, the, um, widow had called me and she said, you know, he passed away. We were married over 30 years, 35 years, and he always enjoyed happy hour. So we're going to have it over at a brewery and I'd like you to facilitate. And it was a great way that everybody, it was very respectful, very dignified, but everybody had fun and people were comfortable to get up and speak about the person that passed away. And that's what you want. You want people to feel comfortable so they can share what thoughts they had and memories with the family, especially in this particular case, this widow didn't know all of the people that her husband knew in his professional world. So she was meeting some of these people for the very first time, which was when she got to hear stories and they felt comfortable getting up and speaking, whereas maybe in a traditional setting, they might not. Well, and and let's talk about the flip side of the traditional setting, because this is one of the things, you know, I care for my 88 year old dad in my home. And as he ages out his friends, being able to have a small ceremony in, let's say, my living room with the handful of remaining friends or the few friends, because, you know, you kind of get stuck between this rock and a hard place when you have someone who is very elderly going, do you take the expense, the time, you know, do you have a great big room? Like that was the biggest thing going like, how do you fill a room? You know, you don't, nobody wants to have the service that has three people sitting in the front row and you know, you're up there speaking. So having it in a smaller place, like maybe having it in your own living room with the officiant coming in and you know, maybe you have the body there, maybe you have the picture there, maybe you have the urn there, whatever you choose to do. Or maybe in my case, I just want to have a big blown up photograph. And that's enough for somebody who has outlived their spouse and many of their friends and family. Well, you know, another thing, you can take it even one step further, and because we do this with weddings as well, not just, you you don't have to just do this for end-of-life celebrations and baptismals. So you can have that ceremony staged in your home, for example. Now, most of us have large flat-screen smart TVs, and you can download Zoom, okay? And you can have people from anywhere in the world that could not attend, like, let's say, your dad. 
let's say your dad had a friend pass away and he, he just couldn't make it, but you know what? He can make it on zoom yeah. and somebody very helps them just a little bit with the buttons and how to get there. And they can also be part of the ceremony. And that's important as well. You know, I, as a matter of fact, one of the first wedding ceremonies I did a couple that came in in July of 2021 and, um, yeah, 20, when we started coming back 2020, excuse me, we lost a whole year and a half. It's been like, we've been on intermission. And when they came back, this family could not come in again, COVID. So they had the laptop, they had Zoom set up. I'm familiar with Zoom. So I tell anybody that's in my industry, become familiar with certain platforms that are, you know, our meeting platforms, because you never know when you're going to have guests that way. I said, okay, everybody unmute yourself. I told them what to do. I had the bride was presented by her father, even though he wasn't there. I had everybody help pronounce the couple. They felt like they were part, they were part of the ceremony. Yes. The same thing could occur with the celebration of life. You run your TV, maybe with all your different pictures, right? When you run your um, smart TV. So now you run it with the zoom program. You have your officiant there. You have maybe a limited amount of people because, and then other people feel like they've had closure, right? Right. Everybody wins. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where it just makes more possible as opposed to less. And when we're living in a world of restriction of you can't do this, you can't do that, you need to have this. What a great opportunity to offer to people more opportunity to get together while still acknowledging the health restrictions and and also the financial and travel restrictions. I know we've got a funeral coming up and people are worried to fly to Southern California and go through Los Angeles because maybe they can't get back into their home uh, airport. If they test positive, what do they do? Like you're now stuck for at least five, 10 days, depending on what you are. You know, people can't fly for a funeral like they did in the past, not having the restriction of what if I get stuck for two weeks? And that's true. And, you know, that's where even at a venue, you can rent a large screen TV and download with either GoToMeeting or Zoom, whatever platform you're familiar with. And I think that's a must to do that. And you're right with all the health restrictions and, and there are are people in your life, pandemic or not, that might want to be at a life event that they can't travel. So you want to be able to bring them in on the digital platform so they feel like they're there. And I think that's one of the things that came out of COVID that's been a positive thing is us getting more involved and using these different platforms. So, you know, I mean, losing somebody, um, that you love, that you know, COVID was something that nobody wants, but there are some good sides of what happened in the world as they're saying, some of us, you know, have been cleaning house, right? And uh, decluttering and downsizing, so on. And so we're finding out we don't need that much. And maybe this is a good thing, but it's just an awful way, you know, to have a virus out there. And you're right, you have a dad, he's 88. You know, you don't want to be responsible with bringing him into an environment and then something happened. You don't know. You right. really don't know. Right. You don't know. And I think that that's the thing about having who who wants to live with the consequences. 
And that's, that's the big million dollar question. Like, you know, it's, it's my kids went out, my, my son is now 18 and he went out and he got vaccinated right away. And I said, you know, why I just, just curious, like, why did you get vaccinated right away? You don't need to get vaccinated till you go to college. And I wasn't pro or anti-vaccination. I was just curious. He goes, I didn't want to be the one that brings home COVID to grandpa and kills him. Like, that's reasonable. I think we all, you know, if we've done everything we have possible, then that's the mitigation of, you know, impacting anybody else's health un, unaware, unrealistically. Or, you know, we can't control everything, but we can do what we need to do to make ourselves comfortable. Well, I think it's important that, you know, you said something about your son and I commend him for getting his vaccine. My daughter had her two children vaccinated as well. They are eight and nine. And it's important that you have a respect for your yourself. First of all, number one, I know everybody has different viewpoints on the vaccine sure. and, I, and I definitely respect that, but then you need to take into consideration Okay, are you taking a chance and encumbering somebody else and it's their life because you don't know if they catch that the COVID, how it's going to affect them, right? And because there are people that were very healthy that unfortunately died. So therefore there you have a responsibility. And, and that is to be responsible when it comes to this pandemic. And this is what I tell my friends that come over listen, you know, if you're not vaccinated, I totally respect that. But at this point in time, you know, we need to be careful and I don't want to have anybody else exposed. I had people over for Christmas and they were all vaccinated yeah. and that was important. And I had a, a large group, about 18 people. And I was hesitant, Sandra, I'm not going to say I wasn't, but you sure. know what? I, I love to include everybody. I don't like anyone being by themselves, but that's just a matter of choice. And um, I think we're just, we're living in a new normal. And yeah. things are not traditional and, and they shouldn't. And now think about being non-traditional when it comes to celebrations and those aha moments in your life as you're going through it. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's one of the things that that, you know, being a celebration of life expert with a digital background just makes you super powerful because you can bypass the whole vax anti-vax thing by saying okay if you're you know because i saw this in the streets of new york when i was there um in september where they're like okay it, this area is for vaccinated this area is for unvaccinated this is for you know you want to sit indoors and outdoors like it was just a choice it wasn't a judgment and so if you have a bride or groom or a new baby i can see people with a new baby being very very, very like pro vaccination, you know, they got their little new one, they don't want to. And again, this is not a discussion of right or wrong. Um, you know, both obviously, we're both vaccinated or my kids are both my kids, my underage and aged kid is vaccinated because I didn't want to hear my biggest reason you'll laugh. I didn't want anybody giving me a hard time from my family that I didn't and they got sick because I would never hear the end of it. Like, <laughs> you know, okay. I didn't even care of like the science, the everything, the whatever. I just didn't want to hear from my family. You know, I've got a great big family. They're all boisterous and voice their opinions. And I didn't want to be that one person that has to listen to the rest of her life. Well, you should have got them vaccinated or, you, you know, um, but that's a very real thing. So when you have big families like this and celebrations of life usually are in families, right? They're usually, 
So if you can give an option to say, okay, if you're vaccinated, you can come in person. If you're not vaccinated, if you can't travel, you can come via Zoom. If you can travel, like here's, you know, and here's the limit, it's immediate family only, but anybody else who wants to attend can attend on Zoom. Like that to me solves a whole lot of problems that that I would imagine were problems prior to the pandemic, but the pandemic has exposed us to this whole digital opportunity. And you're right. And we see it more now in the wedding industry where they're bringing in guests virtually. But now, again, I just, as we were talking, I'm thinking we need to do this as well, uh, you know, when it comes to end of life celebrations. So maybe as your listeners are thinking about it, like the challenges you said you're having with people wanting to come in for a a funeral, well, maybe this might be an option for them. So I think if you're out there, if anybody's listening, whether you're getting married or unfortunately, if you lose someone and you're thinking about having closure, that this might be a way to go when you interview an officiant, you know, unless it's an old family friend, like a dear priest, like or a rabbi that you definitely want. And even then, do you want to compromise them? as well. But ask the officiant, are you a little savvy when it comes to digital technology? I want to be able to incorporate my guests that are attending virtually. I want to give them that opportunity. Or I'm going to give you the flip side because this is entrepreneurial. We're talking coaching and business here. If your beloved clergyman, rabbi, priest, pastor, whatever, (laughs) can't travel won't travel afraid to come into contact with people guess what the efficiency efficient can be on the big screen that is that can be done with an end of life celebration sure it can't be done with a wedding because you have no, to. No, I didn't think. Yeah. I was just yeah. thinking for the end. Yeah, of but life. no. You're, but you know, yeah. like I think of my 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 dad's my dad's pastor. He's got to be ninety five. Oh, you put but him. I think put him up on Zoom. Great. Right, for him to say something either recorded mm-hmm. or have him do the blessing, do the prayer. And yeah, he's on a screen, but it keeps him healthy and safe, keeps the rest of the people, like everybody wins. It's just, listen, they do it with the Oscars and the Emmys, right? When somebody accepts an award and they send a video. <laughs> That's right. So if it's good enough for the Emmys and, you know, right. and the Oscars, then it can be good enough for your end of life celebration. Right. And that's what, so when you're out there, your listeners, just think about interviewing people that are flexible that way. And I think that's so important. You know, gosh, we do have conversation around the spectrum, don't we? <laughs> we do. Well, and, you know, we're talking today about becoming an efficient for a family and how much there is to know. I think a lot of people that think about becoming an efficient just go, okay, well, I'll just go online. I'll just take this class and be done with it. Or I'll just take this test or whatever you need to do. And you have a program because there is so much to know. And if you want to be successful, like honestly, anybody can go be efficient, take a test, do whatever. But if you're an entrepreneur and you are looking for either a main business or a side hustle, being a mobile efficient, meaning somebody that can go and, you know, do different things, do things out of the home. I mean, it is surprising to me that I could get somebody to do an end of life ceremony in my home. Like that was my big aha for today. But if I didn't have a, um, if I didn't have the show with you and think about, you know, building a business, I wouldn't have thought to ask that question. 
You know, that's interesting that you we're talking about that. And you're right. Um, being mobile, you know, anybody can go get a, a, a license anywhere as far as getting your officiant's license. You can register online and you can get a title as a reverend, a pastor, minister, and perform ceremonies and you can do it yourself. There's no question about that. And when I started in the wedding industry close to 12 years ago, I was looking for a course because you know what? I realized if I was able to learn from somebody that had experience, that was my shortcut, right? My shortcut to being more successful. However, I wasn't able to find that at that time, at that particular time. And that's why I started thinking during COVID that, you know what, there are going to be people getting back out there in the world that want to do exactly what I do. And I created the course on how to officiate wedding ceremonies like a rock star. And because I take it to another level where it's just not getting up there and performing the ceremony and, you know, you can write their vows, you can write their love stories, but it's also engaging your guest. It's also being uh, aware of the blocking. So you're not impeding the photographer, the videographer. How many times an untrained officiant is in a shot that they shouldn't be. So you need to look at it through the lens of not just being an officiant, through the lens as if it's a guest watching and through the lens as if it's another wedding uh, professional that's doing their job because there's no do-overs. It's the same thing. And the same thing occurs in the end of life celebration. If you're prepared and you know about the deceased and you know about the family, you need to make sure you either have it written down or you have it memorized. I'm all about memorizing because I think that keeps me young because I'm a lot older than you. But But the point is, is that you want to take it to another level. And that's exactly what I'm doing is I'm teaching people how to take that to another level. Well, and it's not separates you from the competition. I mean, here's the thing. There's a lot of choices in efficiency. So oh, why, why choose you? And when you get down to basic, solid, fundamental business practice, it is competitive. And it's a competition for dollars and for business. So if you're looking for a side hustle, like if you're a real estate agent, if you're a coach, you know, a business coach, if you're, there's so many different things you can do to add on not only a side hustle as an officiant, but also move it into a a legitimate business. And if that's the case, you're not going to just go and get a certificate and wing it. Because people don't wing it and become successful. People study their craft. And what you talked about was an apprenticeship. You wanted to apprentice with someone. And that's what I believe your program provides. And you didn't pay anything to be on the show today. You didn't. I'm not shilling your program. I don't get any dollars from it. But as a business person, as a company owner and somebody who's owned or owned media industry in the industry for 25 years, I know that in order to be successful, you have to have a competitive edge. And a course like yours gives a competitive edge to anyone who's thinking of either being or having a side hustle as an officiant because you're right. Babies are going to be born, needing baptism, you know, needing naming ceremonies, whatever it is for them. Then you've got marriages and marriages are also, I think, much more complicated than they've been in years past. And that's something I'd like you to talk about because you have lots of variation in marriage today that we didn't have 25 years ago. Well, first of all, what we have today, which we didn't have, is we have same gender marriage. So let's just start off with that. So you have to, the verbiage is different in a same gender ceremony 
as well. And then you have people coming together and they're blending religions, they're blending cultures. Mm -hmm. So you'll see somebody that could be Indian and they're getting married to somebody that's Greek, right? Or you can be somebody that's just white bread and mayonnaise like myself and getting married to somebody that comes from Africa. So it's a matter of bringing together. So what I teach the officiants is getting familiar with the different enhancements that they use in certain cultures, like the jumping of the broom, like the lasso ceremony, which is very traditional in the Mexican ceremony and also in a Filipino ceremony where they put the big rosary around you. So when you become familiar with that, it just gives you a better understanding when you go out as a non-denominational minister, when you're performing a ceremony, you need to be able to incorporate that. You know, we, we're familiar maybe with the unity candle, the sand ceremony, the breaking of the glass. Those are things that are very, we're familiar with. But now they even do bourbon ceremonies. <laughs> you know, so there's, and, and, and they also have wine ceremonies. There's so many different ways that, uh, yes, and it, that's important that you open up your mind to the way people are changing and how people are coming together and blending their traditions and being able to make everybody happy at the end of the day when the ceremony is done, because there's nothing worse when your father and mother come up to you and they've spent hundreds, you know, hundred thousand, you didn't even have that person bless you, right? I mean, just, right. You know, sometimes it's just, even if it's a non-denominational blessing. So I think it's important as an officiant that you try to learn as much as you can. There's always a continuing education. I'm always learning. And I think that's the key thing. And every time I teach, I teach this live or they can do it on their own. They have two, um, you know, options is that I learn something new from the students as well. So it's, it's, it's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. Well, and there's not only a cultural sensitivity, there's a religious sensitivity, but I think as we get into this next generation, this is what I, I see coming because I have kids, I've got a college age kid and a high school age kid. And they get mad at me all the time. They're like, mom, don't say he or she. They don't gender identify. And I'm like, my question today to you is, how do you do a ceremony with no gender identity? Because it's not his and his, her and her. Like that's, that's I think, going to be a next thing. For it, these you know what? That's a, that's a very interesting because you're right, non-binary. And yeah. that is that what it is non-binary? No, non-binary because they're yeah. growing up. They're getting to be, you know, what was non-binary in my kids' like sixth, seventh, eighth grade class is now college age. You know, when that first big wave is coming. So guess what? I think that eventually you're going to have a non-binary wedding. And you know what? I now you just gave me a great idea that I need to create another segment to my course on how to address the non-binary because. As of now, as you know, in same gender, it's groom and groom, right? It's husband and right. husband. But partner and partner is something that I would use yeah, in a non-binary. I would make sure that you're using the um, partner's names, the couple's names, very much so. And also, I would use partner and partner. And that's a key thing. And thank you. See, I learned something too today. Let me Absolutely. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Maria, for being my guest today and talking about this exciting business opportunity that people can have. How can they find out about your course? 
Oh, they can go over to my website. It's truelovenots.com. And the knots is spelled K-N-O-T-S.com. Um, also, you can find me on all the social media platforms. Uh, you know, it's uh, True Love Knots, again, the same way. Email me, Maria, at truelovenots.com, and I will answer you. If you have a question about a wedding ceremony, a baptismal, a celebration of life, even a dating question, because I still, I talk to people about finding love as well. Just reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to share if I can answer your question or get you in the right direction, point you there. I love that. And can I just ask how many, this is during COVID, so I know the number might be small, but how many weddings did you officiate last year? Just give me a ball. Oh my God, 981 weddings, Sandra. It was a record. That... You know what? Definitely Cupid trumped COVID. <laughs> no question about that <laughs> we love that well thank you so much maria romano of true love knots check her out if you need an officiant for your wedding or if you're thinking about doing a business or a side hustle as an officiant it's a cool brave new world go ahead and take advantage of it we'll be back again next week on behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.